Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Welcome to Matt and Michelle Outdoors, where we take you to explore the outdoors, enjoy dining, recreation, lodging, and shopping. We also want to make sure to introduce you to the influencers, innovators, and leaders in our outdoor economy. Good day, one and all, and welcome to another edition of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. I am Matt Matan. I am Michelle Sheen. And we are on a very special trip right now. Oh, it's a, wonderful. A, sort of a homecoming for me. Yes. Uh, our destination, as you probably saw in the title here uh, on the radio, is... Acadia National Park in, in Maine. Maine. Beautiful Maine. You know, a lot of times when people talk about Maine, it usually starts and finishes with, oh, that's, that's usually how the right. stories <laughs> start and finish. And for those that didn't know, I grew up yeah. around Acadia, Acadia National Park um, every summer of my life growing up. We have yeah. a family homestead on Frenchman Bay uh, that has been in the family since the early 1800s. Actually, the house was built in 1850, and it's been in our family all along. Our, our family um, kind of you know settled and developed the area yeah. back in the early 1800s and are still there. And so, um, I, every, like I said, every summer of my, vac- uh, my summer vacation began with we get out of school, I go fishing with my friends for a day or two, and then I'm gone, and I come back a day or two before school starts. Right. And that whole time, I was completely immersed. I, I've referred to... I thought to, you were going to say I'm complete, I was completely naked the whole time because I was swimming and fishing and in the yeah, water. You don't want to be in that, you don't want to be in that water naked. No. You barely want to be in that water at all. <laughs> I mean, that's a really cold water up there, even in the middle of the summer. But um, this was, this, this is your first trip. It was, yes. was going to be the first time, finally, with right. all the years we've been together, yes. with COVID and health stuff and everything, this was going to be your first time going up to Maine. We tried last year, but yeah. then, you know, things happened yeah. when we weren't able to go. We, we made it to Boston last year, but we didn't make it up to Maine. Right. And so, while I could rave on and on and on, before we get talking about Acadia National Park, which yes. is what we're going to specifically talk about from this yes. trip, um, just your expectations going into finally getting to visit the the mystique that is Maine. Yeah, I, I guess I had a very um, clear vision, especially you talking about your homestead, of what that would be, what that looks like, and um, seeing pictures and stuff. And... Um, and then when I I got there, it was just it was just amazing um, to actually be in the reality of, of being here. Yeah, and, and and from the property, being able to look in two directions across right. the bay and see Acadia National Park and see it and just be right there. And especially since you've talked since I've known you, how um, if something ever happens to you, your ashes have when to go. When something happens, to when me. some I can't I can't <laughs> face it, darling. I can't face it. Um, well, well, and maybe you won't. Maybe, maybe you'll go first. Okay. I don't know. All right, but, but yes, but somebody needs to know out there that um, you would like half your ashes spread um, uh, back in Asheville at uh, 
Oh, Mount Mitchell. And yeah. Mount Mitchell, and then here at, at Frenchman's Bay. Yes, and so Frenchman Bay, um, you know, which kind of tucks in behind both land parts of Acadia National Park. Right. And, you know, growing up there, I, I you know, I've written a lot about it too. And I know you, yeah. you've read things I've written yes. about up there. And, you know, I've been writing while we've been here. And, and I've yeah. always talked about, you know, it being my heart's home, but something just unlocks inside of me when I'm here. Yeah. And so create, creativity and everything. And people have been reading my posts, yeah. you know, and I mean, the reaction from people right. has just been beautiful and wonderful. And it's been Right. A lot. You really, you know? yeah, you really, in your writing, touch so many people with the ways you really express. Maine turns yeah. you into a poet. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah, and, I think that's the right word. And poetry. here's the thing the, about the it. poetry of nature yeah. here is, is so prevalent. It's all around you, and it's still, you know, I don't want to say it's untamed, but you're pretty much on the border of untamed. Yeah. You're right on the edge of it. And so some of the experience, some of the experiences even since being here, you know, and we're going to talk about Acadia National Park, but one of the things I'll jump ahead a little bit is having a massive school of fish come right. I mean, by thousands and thousands and thousands of these ocean fish just coming right up underneath the dock. Yeah. I mean, where you can't see anything but boiling fish in every direction. Right. You know, where do you see that happen? I mean, you still have things like that happen to you when you're in Maine. And, and, you know, in the wildlife encounters, I know in our home area of Western North Carolina, we have a lot of animal encounters. Yes. But I oftentimes feel like we're the pets to the animals. Yeah. They're coming by (laughs) the human zoo to see us, you know, but when you're in Maine, you're bumping right up against actual wilderness, you know, for moose and bear and, you know, and and some of the other, you know, backcountry areas of Maine, the wolves and things like that. And we, we found a, um... Uh, and this is not about the animals, but just the wildness and stuff that that right near here you uh, you've known about it for a very long time. But you have the spring, a mineral with spring, a, a yeah. mineral spring, drink right straight from it. <laughs> and you just oh my god, when you drink it, it's so cold. It's it's coming out of the ground and it's so cold. And um, Best and water you ever had, wasn't it? It, it, was, it, it absolutely <laughs> is. And before we leave, I'm going to get like buckets full. Yeah, we'll be drinking it home. the whole ride back down yeah. to North Carolina <laughs> for sure. But, you know, we were going to talk about Acadia National Park. Yes. And for people that have vacation to Bar Harbor, Maine, which Acadia National Park is bordering Bar Harbor, Maine. It's on Mount Desert Island. Um, that's not the part. We're, we'll talk about yeah. a couple of things on that part. But I want to really encourage people to hit the other part yes. of Acadia National Park that most people that go up there never go to. It, it, it's it's crazy. It's wild to think that people don't um, go to the other side as much yeah. because it's so beautiful. Because you got to drive all the way around Frenchman yeah. Bay, so the, the views you could be to Acadia National Park. Skudik Peninsula is the part we're talking about, right? And Skudik Peninsula by boat, you could be there pretty quick. Yeah, you could be there in thirty minutes. Um, by car, you're looking at an hour and 15 minute drive. Of a beautiful drive. A beautiful drive. Yeah. You know, except for through Ellsworth, you're going to hit some traffic going through, <laughs> through Ellsworth. Yeah. Up there Ellsworth. through Ellsworth. Yeah. You know? But, um, but the Skudik Peninsula 
is such beautiful, natural, unspoiled land. Yeah. And the geology of the area, the lava veins that still yeah. exist, you know, with the obsidian um, through the pink granite stones. The waves coming up. Crashing waves. Crashing waves. The, waves. It's, it's the quintessential Maine coast right. experience. Right. And the drive out to Skudik Point, which is yeah. the end of the peninsula, you've got lighthouses, you got the lobster boats, you got all the cliffs and the seagulls. And I know you didn't see it. But Zoe and I had a great experience with a big old seal. Yes, you know, I didn't see which was the wonderful. seal. Yeah, you know, and good fishing. You know, I, I was able to catch fish pretty darn quick. You know, in the first couple of casts, I'm like, yep, I'm already on. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But you also look across over to Mount Desert Island from the ocean angle. Yeah, and you see all the bald pink granite mountain face yeah. facades, and it's just a unique thing to see. Because yeah, there's so much beautiful. evergreen. If you've ever been, been to Mount Mitchell, for you know, a lot of our listeners are in the southern Appalachian area, um, understandably so. That's our home yeah. base, and most of our episodes have been around there. But um, but if you go up to Mount Mitchell and you get around those evergreen trees and the way the moss forest it's just floor, missing the ocean. That's <laughs> it. You you are in a main forest. Yeah. You know, um, and so being up there and being able to have those experiences with you was so special to yeah. me. Because it's so much a part of who I am. Right. You know, yeah. the, the air, the land, the vegetation, the people, the, the food, everything. It's, it's me to the core. And yeah. so to be able to be here and share all these things with you. And then also, you know, it's, it, it's something where, um, you know, being able to be up here is such a beautiful and wonderful thing. But it's also a very sad trip, too. Yeah. You know, and uh, with the passing been. of my mom right. and, you know, being up here and a generational change mm-hmm. is a weird thing because um, the realization that, you know, I'm now an elder right. of, you know, representing my generation in the family homestead. Yeah. That is wild. It's a lot to, to take in. It's a yeah. wild thing. And, you know, that house, the homestead, it's more than just a house. And I think in America today... There's so short-term memory of things in people's families yeah. as far as place and location. I think we've talked about this on yeah, previous episodes. Right. I, but, you know, a lot, yeah. of na- a lot of indigenous cultures, you know, place, location is, is a very important thing spiritually. Right. You know, that it, it binds you to everything that came before and everything that's going to come after you. Right. And those solemn locations are, are that bridge you know that is your connection to eternity right you know Over before time, and after there yes it's the place not the time yeah that, and so that really holds strength you know walking out here into the red barn our big family yeah. red barn and getting to show you where previous generations going back a hundred years have written in pencil notes to future generations on the right. inside of the barn you it's saw my a, signatures from yeah. when I was like eight years old. Yeah. You know, my wild. mom when she was 14 years old. Yeah. My grandparents when they were young, you know, um, and my great-grandparents and going all the way back. You know, Captain Winterbotham himself, the <laughs> one who built the barn, um, you know, and and seeing him write about what a beautiful weather day it is. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's just, it's very grounding. And and it's it's my wish that one of the things that maybe – as a society, as we continue to grow, you know, I know we talk about outdoor stuff and everything, and, and it's not a policy show, but I think taking a fresh 
bigger picture, almost spiritual picture about some things we do with with policy, mm-hmm. about land and about people's homes, and and maybe trying to look at it in a different way to where families can hold on to land and right. onto a home for multiple generations because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. And we our family's been doing it for 180 years, something like that, 170 years. And it's hard to do. And every generation, there's always anxiety every time the torch changes hands because you don't know. Yeah, because there's, right. you know. So when I say some policy change, some things where like, you know, maybe you put a you put a time stamp on property taxes. If mm-hmm. you've lived that, and if that's been your primary residence for twenty years, you don't have to pay the property taxes anymore. Right. Well, I, you know? they do have generational trusts. It, you know, if you leave something in a trust, like a family trust, then you don't have the same generational taxes. There are legal structures like that and everything, but I'm just talking about getting started. You know, when someone buys a house. And your parents, you know, buy a house and maybe they're paying off for 20, 30 years or anything. A lot of times they're thinking of, oh, you know, we got a house. We got our house. We're going to pay it off. Oh, maybe the kids will want to keep it or something. There's not a lot of early on discussion about things. And and so to encourage, instead of saying, oh, look what the real estate market's done. We can cash in, you know, um, incentivizing to where maybe there's a little more preservation. And here's why. Because when you have that deep connection to an area and the history that goes way back before you were ever born, there's a deeper stewardship for the nature around it. There's a deeper connection. When you're climbing across rocks that you know that your great-great-grandparents climbed across, and you know that there's a very strong chance that your great-great-grandchildren will climb across the same rocks, that puts it in a different perspective about how important it is to preserve that nature, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why I bring it up. And and I know I I, I I get like this when I'm here in Maine. Right. I I I really think about life, and I think about you know our connection to everything. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I I just I, I want to bathe myself in this area as often as I possibly can in the summers. <laughs> you know, the real maniacs are the With ones who live on. here year round. Um, you know, but and and so when you do plan a trip to Maine and you're planning on going to Acadia National Park, Bar Harbor is a beautiful place and it's a really cool visit. Yeah. But it's very much structured and built for your experience as a tourist. As a tourist, exactly. it, it very much is. Yeah. It's, it's Gatlinburg on the sh- on the shore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, with a lot of clam chowder. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's beautiful, and you should experience it. But when you go across to the other side of Acadia National Park, the Skudik Peninsula, you're tapping into the old Maine. Right. You know, you're you're getting a glimpse of not tourist developed and focused goals. You're going to go through Winter Harbor, which is still a working fishing village. Yeah. You're going to go past fishing um, fish houses, you know, and, and include. I showed you it, one was my great grandfather's. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's amazing. Yeah, and so you know where they would come in. You know, based on the weather, certain ports were easier to come into than others, and yeah. so there were different fish houses for processing the catch because you right. got to do it quick. You know, yeah. it's fresh. And the one that was there on Skodik Peninsula that our family had, you know, it's still there today. Yeah. It's preserved. It's yeah. a historic it's, site. It's beautiful. And and so um, when you go to Skodik Peninsula, here's my recommendation. Stop in Winter Harbor. Go ahead and, um, you know, check out the shops. Maybe get something to eat. And you can camp on Skodik Peninsula. They have a campground now right. there. It's it's fairly new. 
And um, then there's a place called Fraser's Point, which is a picnic area. It's it's facing back toward Winter Harbor, um, back inland on the harbor. There's right. a great fishing pier right there, tidal pools that are really cool, lots of rocks and shells and, and wild berries and everything mm-hmm. like that. But a, plenty of room to you know put a blanket out and enjoy the sound of the gulls and the and the buoy bells and the lobster boats yeah. and, and, and everything else and the smell of that open ocean air that's coming in right there. And then you do the loop road and you head around and get out to Skudik Point, which is an absolute must. If you have been to Acadia National Park and didn't go to Skudik Point, you haven't been to Acadia National Park. You missed <laughs> out. Um, and it's not just the... If you just went to the beach... Yeah, which we'll talk about. Okay. We're going we're to talk about some of the more common stuff, but yeah. I really wanted to highlight, you know, if you've been there, go back yeah. and really spend time out on Skudik Peninsula. When you're out at Skudik Point, there's a couple of different trailheads um, that I want to recommend to folks. They're, they're, they're moderate to strenuous, but you want to go ahead, if, you're, if you enjoy outdoor hiking and things, um, you're going to have a very, very once-in-a-lifetime experience of climbing Skudik Head, which is the mountain on Skudik Peninsula. Is that the one that goes straight up and then you're holding no, on to the bars? No, no, that's okay. the precipice. That's over All right, on the main island. I was going to send people there. It's over Mount Desert <laughs> Island. No, no, no. No, that's the, the Death Wish. Um, <laughs> you know, people have died yeah. on that trail. Yeah. Um, it's very, very dangerous. But, um, but Skudik Head... Um, there's a couple of trails. There's the Anvil Trail yeah. and things. And when you go through, there's such unique experiences and rock formations that you're hiking through crevices of and and washes that you're climbing up. And you're like, where's the trail? I don't see any blazes. And you look up this this wash yeah. of boulders. I mean, like prehistoric, right. huge Ice Age boulders. And you see a blaze up the top and go, oh, I've got to climb up there. Okay, yeah. you know, you're going to have a Lord of the Rings kind of experience <laughs> going through there. But then you go through some marshy areas where they've got an elevated boardwalk and you're going across mm-hmm. a marsh, a natural marsh. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. There's a couple of billy goat tri- type trails, which there's mm-hmm. a lot of in Acadia National Park, especially on the main island. Um, but um, you can just park at uh, Blueberry Hill. You know, we went out there. Right. We got some berries. Yes, yeah. there are some berries out there. Uh, beautiful area. Delicious. Looking, looking for deer swimming across to the little islands because oh, there's hundreds. Yeah. Of little islands, so many. You can like, yeah. When you get up there, and you can just see so much. Yeah. So um, that's that's the recommendation I have. You can spend a few days exploring Skudik Peninsula on its own. You got Winter Harbors right there with a couple of shops, a couple of restaurants. You've got the beautiful campground right on Skudik Peninsula. Um, There's art places you can go in, check out art and everything. Um, But you know, doing the trails around Skudik Head. And, you know, the Anvil Trail in particular. That's my specific recommendation. And then when you're leaving Skudik Peninsula and you come out in a little intersection, that's where all the stuff is. There's like, (laughs) there's a hot dog stand, an ice cream uh, window counter, and a gas station with a convenience store. That's it. That's that's all there is for a long ways. Uh, get the ice cream. Get it's, the ice it's cream. It's home turned ice cream. It's yeah, really good. You you've stopped every point on this on this trip to, yeah. to stop for the, the ice get cream, the ice which cream. has been fantastic. And try out the chowder yeah. and you know yeah. fish and chips with real haddock. Everything. So good. Anyway, so that's the Skudik Peninsula portion of this, and now let's just talk about some of the experiences on the part of the island. You know, the right. part of the park where most people experience right. things, but. You and um, also our niece and daughter, yeah, y'all were blown away because it was also my niece's first trip, yeah, which is um, stunning. You know, yes. if I lived there, she would have been there, right? You know, she's she's a, she's a young teen now. You know, she just turned uh, 
13. And so the fact that she had not been up there, you know, I scolded my sister like, yeah. what? How has she not been up there? She's like, ah, it's too much nature up there. Well, my the, sister beach, thought. the beach so there is sand the, beach. Sand so, beach is the first time she'd ever been to a beach was amazing. And what a beautiful little nook. A surprise, a right? Yeah. It like, yes, it absolutely. Because it had natural sand there. And it had these huge boulders, uh, like lining cliffs, both sides. yeah, cliffs lining both sides. I felt like uh, we were there the other day, like we, it was like a movie, like we were in a movie. Or you're on some Survivor episode yeah. that just dropped you off. <laughs> well, not it looks like paradise. I, I'm like going to die, <laughs> but something like you could go cave exploring around the corners or something. You tried, didn't you? You. I looked around. I yeah. went around, and, went and, um, and they were the all moss-covered, and uh, it was pretty amazing. And and what's really unique about it, too, is you know you mentioned sand. Right. Uh, Maine is not really known for sand beaches. No. But this like, is you don't fine see it anywhere. Sand, yeah. And the water, the, the Gulf Stream, is just right off the shore out there, and the way it twirls around and everything. And you actually have a very unique odd experience there you walk down these cliff things you're doing the stairs and you come out and all of a sudden in this opening in this wedge between cliffs you see a, see a pure sand beach and emerald green blue water like you're in the yeah, tropics it, it really, looks like you're down in the keys so true yeah. and you're in maine yeah and so it can be deceiving because you're like oh this is beautiful and you run in you jump yeah, in the water yeah, and your and legs you're cramp so regret <laughs> regretful of that <laughs> but it was beautiful and it can get kind of crowded out yeah. out at Sand Beach. And um, the other thing, too, is um, you finally got a chance to experience Cadillac Mountain. Yes, um, yes. Which that. there are some changes. If you haven't been there in a while, um, you know, like everywhere else, you know, for natural destinations, COVID really accelerated and over abundantly Use utilized the, outdoors. the outdoor yeah. locations. And Cadillac Mountain, they had to impose a reservation and ticketing system. Yes, yeah. You have to actually schedule your time. Which wasn't there when, when you were a child. No. You yeah. came and went as much as you wanted. Right, and right. you also didn't have to pay. Right. Uh, which you do now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like $6 for a car or something like that. But you do have to go online. So search that if you're going. Because right. um, you don't want to miss out on Cadillac Mountain. It's the very yeah. first place on the continent of the United States that the sun that hits. That the sun hits. It, like that really um, got to me. When I was thinking, you know, we were there and uh, the other day and and just thinking about that this is the first place in the United States that the sun rises, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, of course, it's like 3 or 4 a.m. that the sun rises. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should mention that. If yeah. you're coming up here to Maine in the summer and you're not used to it, yeah, yeah. it's fully light out at 4 a.m. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I've never... I've already put in a full right. day by 8 a.m. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy to think that um, people just live like this. Yeah, we get up. This is when we get up, when the sun rises. And if you're wondering, it doesn't get dark early. Yeah. You know, it gets dark at normal time here, you know, yeah. so 9 o'clock at night, yeah. something like that, it's getting dark. But yeah, it, it's funny, too, because when there's a full moon... I was telling you about yeah. this. We haven't got to experience that. But uh, when there's a full moon, you can think it's daytime. Yeah, it's you so see bright everything. in that and thin northern atmosphere and that we have up here. the Borealis. Yes, I here, have. The Aurora yeah, the, Borealis. Yeah, the northern um, lights, I've seen them from I, here. That's amazing that you can see that from here. And the but, Milky Way is so clear here right, at night. Yeah. It's just so vibrant. There's so many more stars than you see in other parts of the country. Right. And it connects you with that 
bigger thing. You know, I'm going to go down yeah. that rabbit hole yeah, again. There Here we it go. Goes. All right. It goes hippie again, you know. <laughs> and But it, it really is a magical thing. So I really encourage folks to, you know, make their way up here. Yes, visit Bar Harbor. Yes, hit Sand Beach, Cadillac Mountain, Thunder Hole, all the things that yeah. get a lot of attention. But do not miss out on the Skudik Peninsula. Right. Really, you know, yeah. make an effort to go and check it out. And if you have time to go inland, there's a lot of beautiful spring ponds and yeah. lakes. You know, and I'm not going to give out specific don't, locations. Don't you say it because we spent we spent a lot of time in one pond. But every we're day not we've been say, there. Every day we've been there. Every, every day. day. In fact, we got to get ready to go right now. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> fun. Was was uh, there last night just before sundown and the fog rolled in. Yeah, and seeing the fog just billow over like a like yeah. like a fog machine with super sized fans blowing the fog out over the spring pond, and then because it's cooling off with the yeah. fog. The steam starts coming out of the spring pond, right? You know, and ugh, magic it everywhere. It is magic. Up here. It's completely magic here. So there you go. That is our uh, review of yes. Acadia National Park. I might have to just stay here. We're going to winterize the home so we can stay here year round. I would love that. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to Matt and Michelle Outdoors, and until next time, we'll see you on the trails and waterways. All right, let's go swimming. Yay! Thank you for tuning in to Matt and Michelle Outdoors. If you'd like to keep up with us and our travels, just go to mattmichelleoutdoors.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the trails and waterways soon. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.